whoa, this movie is a lot. Um, because mainly because Scott is so fucking unlikable. You are about to enter the courtroom of the Honorable Judge Kenny J.D. Does she have any movie critic experience? No. Does she have any authority? No. But they gave her a show anyways. The movies are bad. The cases are good. The rulings are final. This is in defense of... Piss some nerds off today, baby. (laughs) Hi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to In Defense Of, a More Butter production. I am your host and your judge, Kenny J.D. That was on accident. I didn't mean to do that. And on In Defense Of, we look at movies that bombed at the box office or got really bad critics ratings and decide whether or not it deserved it. And I always have spicy opinions, and I feel like this will be one of the spicier ones because the nerds are vicious. (laughs) Okay. Last week, uh, we talked about Spice World, and everybody was really excited about it. And a lot of people actually never heard of the movie. I'd never seen the movie, and I'm really excited that I was able to introduce it to a few people and also to bring back like this wonderful 90s homey memory of mine and it was very comforting i love that movie i watched it a lot i actually watched it a few times after that video just because it deserves it it's a great feel-good movie and um you guys should really watch it if you haven't seen it and you should also see the video on it that's on more butter check it out um also if you guys have any opinions about anything i say in today's video because again I feel like I'm gonna piss some nerds off. <laughs> I said that as a nerd, but I'm gonna piss some nerds off. Um, yeah, you can fight amongst yourselves down in the comment section. Also, subscribe to the More Butter channel. Butter <laughs> Also, subscribe to the More Butter channel, um, and you can be the first to complain if you think about it that way. Okay, so this week we're talking or ruling, if you will, over the case of Scott. I keep hitting things on accident. <laughs> over the case of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. A film that has, you know, largely been considered a a gem, a a undervalued masterpiece, some would say. Um, And I will be the first to say uh, this movie sucks. (laughs) Uh, Well, I shouldn't say, well, it had everything to not suck, but unfortunately it was made in 2010. So it's a product of its time. So, didn't age well. But, uh, yeah. Let's go down that uh, whole thing. I guess that's a spoiler if you want to sk- <laughs> if you want to know. What are your thoughts? Sometimes my rulings surprise you, though. So we'll see. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so Scott Pilgrim vs. The World was a movie that had a pretty big budget for the time. Um, it was between 60 and $85 million if you consider all of the money that went into the marketing campaign for the movie. Um, but the movie itself didn't even break even. It uh, made around 49, a little under $50 million in the box office, something that Universal obviously didn't see coming considering they were really putting a lot of money and marketing and attention behind this film. Um, with that said, despite no one really going to see it, it did good. It did get good <laughs> words. It did get good reviews. There you go. From both critics and audiences alike. 
Um, if you check on Rotten Tomatoes, both of the critics and the um, audience scores are over 80%. So most people really enjoyed it. They really um, thought it was new and innovative. Um, they thought it was funny. Uh, the consensus, though, from critics is that basically the script may not be dazzling as its eye-popping visuals, but Scott Pilgrim versus the world is fast, funny, and innovative. And a lot of those things are true. <laughs> but some of them definitely aren't. So again, Universal was putting a lot of money behind this movie. And so there was a lot of hype around it. I think um, many of the people that were involved thought it was going to be some new innovative way to combine elements of uh, graphic novel storytelling, video games, uh, comic book stylings, indie romance, and bringing all of those, uh, a musical to some degree, like a Battle of the Bands musical type thing, and bringing that all together and turning it into this thing that is altogether singular. And I guess in some ways it achieved that, um, but it proved to show that because it was kind of pulling from so many directions uh it didn't really have a direction for a lot of audiences so it was a really hard sell to get people to go see it and it's not for a lack of trying universal really did try to get a lot of like comic book fans involved they did a big push at comic-con for instance in 2010 they got uh these entirely ridiculously large advertisements to be put on the side of hotels there was a whole like scott pilgrim fair type thing that happened uh where they were giving away merchandise and copious free gifts and garlic bread apparently um and it really felt like at least within the comic book community at this particular comic book fair i mean comic con is a big place but um it felt like at least there that you know scott pilgrim was going to be revolutionary that it was going to change how we view the medium of film and how that like interacts with graphic novels that it doesn't just have to be for instance like superhero movies and um, that it could be fantastical but could still have a uh, anchor in something very um domestic is that the word i want to use like a rom-com you know but for all that virtue and all that uh aspiration that the film had it really didn't get much attention from audiences or not nearly as much as one would have hoped, I guess, from that much of an investment. Being that the movie was kind of this weird cornucopia of events and 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 themes and aspirations and inspirations and yada yada, that all of those aspects were just a really hard sell. And that's presumably why the movie didn't do so great because like, who are you aiming for <laughs> to watch this movie? Just vaguely people that like stuff, <laughs> like, bring them all together. Um, and then beyond that, the movie did come out to go against uh, other movies like The Expendables and Eat, Pray, Love, who were already attracting a few of those audiences that they were trying to wide brush attract at the same time. So that may be also what kind of led to the movie um, underperforming. The, you know, there's, there, there were movies for the action stuff and there were movies for the rom-com stuff. We don't need to watch Scott Pilgrim, if that makes sense. That's kind of weirdly bringing all of those things together or in a way that's really not understandable, perhaps, to mass audiences. So before we get into my opinion on the movie itself, I feel like we should do a little rundown of the plot if you've never seen the movie. Um, as of right now, it's free on Amazon Prime Video if you watch it with ads. Uh, so there you go if you want to watch it. 
have at it. But uh, the plot centers around our titular character, Scott Pilgrim, who is 22 and a basis for an unsuccessful indie garage band called Sex Bobs. <laughs> Sex Bob. Sex Bobs. <laughs> Um, at the beginning of the movie, he is dating a 17-year-old, great, Chinese, uh, Chinese-Canadian high school student by the name of Knives Chow. Something that uh, his friends are only mildly disapproving of, like, people, like, make fun of him for it, but it's not like a, hey, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> but more on that later. <laughs> um, Scott meets an American delivery girl. Her name is Ramona Flowers. Um, after having first seen her in a dream and he's, you know, immediately attracted to her very manic pissy dream girl. We don't know shit about her, but he's just like, I saw you in my, in my vision one time and I realized that I am in love with you. So, um, basically he loses interest immediately in knives and, just continues to pine after this Ramona girl while still being with her, still being with knives. But then one day, uh, sex bombs. <laughs> that's a funny word. Okay. Sex bombs uh, plays in a battle of the bands sponsored by record executive uh, Gideon Graves. And Scott is attacked by Ramona's first evil ex-boyfriend, um, a dude named Matthew Patel. Um, after defeating him, he learns that in order to date Ramona, he's going to have to go through the rest of her six evil exes uh, to even have the opportunity to consider dating her. Scott finally breaks up with the Knives, who blames Ramona and swears to win him back. And meanwhile, Scott continues to be attacked by uh, three more of Ramona's remaining exes, each of which he defeats. One is uh, played by Chris Evans, and he is one of the few shining glories of this movie. He was hilarious, but other than that, everybody sucks. But her exes are a Hollywood actor and skateboarder who is played by Chris Evans, a super-powered vegan, and a lesbian ninja. And Scott is also being confronted by his own ex, who is now a proper pop star in her own right. So there's just like a... It's not even like a love triangle. It's just like a collective ball of people that don't know boundaries and don't know when to stop talking to each other. Scott eventually grows frustrated with the process of trying to beat up everybody that she's ever dated, you know, the risking his life for her love thing. And eventually the outburst results in Ramona um, deciding that she does not want to uh, talk to him anymore. She's like, okay, fine, it's over. But Scott continues because he ends up at a battle of the bands where he meets Ramona's fifth and sixth evil exes who are a pair of twins. But however, it would seem that after the breakup with Scott, Ramona is now back with her seventh evil ex, who was Gideon, the record producer of the event. As like a big power play, Gideon decides to sign Sex Bobs, <laughs> Sex Bobs as uh, under his record label. And the rest of his bandmates agreed to do it. And Scott leaves the band out of protest. Very long convoluted story short, Scott uh, fights Gideon, Knives fights Ramona, and Scott confesses to uh, both Ramona and Knives that he was cheating on them both. He is killed by Gideon, but is able to come back to life because it's a video game. You know, he's like, I got another life, mine, or whatever. Is able to make amends with his friends and defeat Gideon. Now free from his control, Ramona prepares to leave. 
both Gideon and Scott. And Knives accepts that her relationship with Scott is now over and she suggests, encourages even him to go after her because that's who he really wants. And they decide, Scott and Ramona, to try again. And that's the end of the movie. Today's video is brought to you by Haritos Soda. Haritos comes in a glass bottle made with real sugar and has absolutely no HFCs. There's 12 all natural flavors, so you're sure to find something that you enjoy, including, but not limited to, grapefruit, strawberry, tamarind, mango, and pineapple. Those are my two favorites, but I also love a fruit punch and many more to choose from as well. If you would like to taste test every flavor for yourself, feel free to check it out in their Fiesta pack available at Walmart. Link will be down below. Big thanks again to Haritos for sponsoring today's episode. So my defense is not really a defense, more of a lack thereof. Um, I was a nerd in 2010. Uh, I was a pretty prime demographic for this. I loved romance and I was a nerd. I would have theoretically been into this movie. Um, you know, I was down with video game related, awkward, immature love stories. And I never saw this movie at the time. I don't really know why. I knew it existed. I just, just nothing made me want to go watch it. So I'm saying this as a person who does not have any nostalgia with this movie. I have nothing to cushion my reaction to this movie. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes you need to have seen it when you were 15 to really care at all. Um, so with that said, as of 2022, I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> I Well, let me say this. I hated 85% of this movie. And the only 15% that I didn't hate was the the overall visual of the movie um, and like three lines that actually made me laugh. I do like the, I do like the visual component of this movie, the gaming elements. I like the idea of it. Um, I think the editing is great. I think who they picked to play parts did a fantastic job. I think visually it's really compelling and really cool. Um, I think the pacing is really awesome. The paneling is really cool. I do like the concept of the seven deadly exes. I think, I think it's funny. Uh, Chris Evans is in it. So that's another plus. But um, other than that, <laughs> the movie is fucking insufferable. And let me tell you why. Because there is not a singular likable character in this movie. <laughs> I don't know how they did that. They did not make a single person that I actually like in this film enough to want to watch it in its entirety. Um, there's much of this movie that just feels like just wading through glue to get to the end. And along the way, we just have to watch Michael Sarah be a nerd. <laughs> no offense to Michael Sarah. I like Michael Sarah. I thought he was really great in Superbad. And Superbad is a raunchy fucking comedy from 2007, but I also have nostalgia with it. So again, cushion. But um, whoa, this movie is a lot. Um, because, mainly because, Scott is so fucking unlikable. Um, and he's so unlikable through the whole movie. It, it's it's pain, it's like painfully obvious that the movie is trying to get us to like him because he's quiet and he's small and he's geeky and he's like, oh, I'm a nice guy. They use that word a lot, that saying a lot. Like he's so nice. And it's like, is he? I don't think he's been nice this entire fucking movie. <laughs> like, like, again, let's go back to the core. There's a, ah, 
Ah, okay. <laughs> Scott is 22. He's dating a 17 year old. This fact, like I said, is played up for laughs a lot. And they undermine it by saying like, oh, we haven't done anything yet, blah, 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 blah. But like grooming. <laughs> so, um, and I just hate it because now we're supposed to ignore that he's a fucking creep because he's quiet and he's a nerd and baby, baby, man. And like, even if Knives wasn't underage, um, there's also a lot of just ickiness around her being Chinese. <laughs> there's just a lot of like, just racist shit <laughs> throughout the whole movie. And it's just gross. I don't like it. Like, there's like, oh, is she... There's this like weird creepiness around her being in high school, but also being Chinese where like one of the friends is like, Ooh, uh, is like, you know, a little Chinese school girl. <laughs> no objection, objection. Ugh. And like somebody calls her Kung Pao chicken at one point, like, come on, God. And overall, she's both young, but also incredibly infantilized. And like, it's just really bad. There's a scene where she gets the blue streak beat out of her hair is just bad. And then then there's like a bunch of like really shitty homophobic stuff that didn't age well at all. I mean, it's 2010. So saying that someone was gay at all was a punchline for some fucking reason. So um, like the gay roommate insufferable <laughs> like as a character just terrible and then uh ramona's ex-girlfriend there's a lot of like you know bullshit around that it's just a phase blah blah, blah. you know she's in a sapphic relationship um there i will say <laughs> i will say i forget what her name is the actress uh she was a good girl she was the duff in that one movie uh oh gosh somebody edit what her name is the the the, the girl the ex-girlfriend um the only line that made me laugh in in that regard was when she called her a hasbian <laughs> that was funny that was clever that made me laugh because she's a former lesbian quote-unquote I, th- I thought it was funny um <laughs> but uh but beyond that the movie's just like tiresome again this like treading through mud to get to the end of the movie And along the way, the thing that's supposed to propel me forward is this aspiration for Scott to get everything that he's ever desired and ever wanted. And it's like, why should he? He's a dick. (laughs) Like, I don't like he's shitty to Knives. He's shitty to Ramona. He's shitty to everyone. But he's quiet and skinny and unassuming. And it's like, you know. He's, you know, he's a nice guy. Like, there's, like, this gnawing feeling I have that this movie was supposed to be, like... Like, we're supposed to root for him because he's, like, geeky white dude that predates on uh, underage high school girl is, like, an underrepresented minority. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm coming off harsh, but I just can't help it. Like, Scott is insufferable. He is the fucking worst. And I can't help but feel like... Kind of how I always felt of like the Big Bang Theory. I've always hated the Big Bang Theory. I think it is the most fucking annoying show I've ever seen. But um, completely unfunny. I remember like so many people used to ride or die for the Big Bang Theory because it's like it's geeky white men getting their chance. And it's just like, I didn't know that geeky white dude was like such an underrepresented minority. Whatever will we do? Especially when like 
You have people like Scott who are supposed to be representative of that. He's terrible. He's a terrible person. <laughs> sure, at the end of the movie, he apologizes, but even that feels kind of like we're gonna ignore the big issue here that you were ever dating a high school girl. It's like, he makes it, he makes it seem as though like his cheating was the only and main thing that's the problem. Um, but no, we shouldn't have been here in the first place. <laughs> it's just bad. I don't know. There's something about this movie that gives very like Evan Hansen. Maybe that's it. You know, Dear Evan Hansen, I watched it and the whole time we're supposed to just feel for him because he's awkward and misunderstood. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, you're doing terrible things. You lied about a kid's suicide and said that he was your bestie. And then now you're lying to his family and trying to fuck his sister. I don't care that you that you are sad. What? <laughs> like, go, baby. No. Anyway, uh, I've just been ranting. Final verdict, movie's guilty. This movie sucks. I hate this movie. I hate Scott. Um, it made no money, but people like it. So if you like it, continue, I guess. But um, I, again, have no nostalgia to cushion my feelings about this movie. So I'm going to say it sex. Thank you. <laughs> but as always, if you disagree or agree, you can put that down in the comment section. Fight amongst yourselves. I like to see it. Run the engagement up, people. <laughs> but also remind yourself that all of my rulings are final. So do with that what you will, but feel free to engage here on YouTube. Feel free to engage on Twitter or social, uh, other forms of social media, TikTok, Twitter, more butter. We're out cheer. <laughs> uh, if you have a question also or a comment, feel free to put that down in the comment section. If you would like to find me specifically, I'm over on Kenny JD on virtually all social media, but particularly YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. I also have a TikTok that I'm on occasionally, but not that much. All of which are Kenny JD. <laughs> and I will see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>